Welcome, welcome to another episode of What Does It Take Pod. Today, now every, we, I say it every time, every guest is special, but today, I think you get a little edge. You know why? Why? Because you're from Connecticut. Because you were born in Connecticut. Yeah, let them know. That makes one and Man, two in the same room. The only two in the state. Yeah. The only two that I know. <laughs> if y'all out here from Connecticut, come find us. We, we know what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Together. Exactly. He said something right there. We got uh, Ryan. Ryan, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Let the people know. You know, I'm. Uh, my name is Ryan. I'm from Guest List. I uh, got a cool clothing store, Arizona Mills sneaker store. Check them out. When he says a cool store, uh, that's underrating it a bit. I've been there before. I've done business there before. It's you got to check it out, man. Survive. On heat on the feet. Gotta go check out Guest List, man. Arizona Mills. Appreciate that. Speaking yeah. of heat, man, everybody got heat on their feet tonight, man. Yeah, like, yeah. y'all knew. Y'all knew it was coming. We, right, we right, knew right. what it was, you know what man. Yeah. You, <laughs> probably, you probably can't yeah, get them right. on a camera, but we, we definitely came with heat tonight. <laughs> Lifted up the leg out here and stuff. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Uh, that probably didn't even make the camera. Only my headphones on. So, you, well, I'm going to start actually. When you were in Connecticut. So you were born in Connecticut. How long did you stay out in Connecticut? Until uh, I was like six years old. Okay. Then I moved to Florida for like a couple of years. And then I moved to uh, Arizona where I pretty much grew up here. I'm been outside out here for a long time, you know. So I'm, I, I, I just rep that I'm from here. I yeah. mean, the East Coast is my vibe. I keep it because I love it because it's still dip, completely different than the West. But, yeah, I'm, I'm Arizona, baby. That, that's that's true, true to form because the same thing here. I was there until I was, what, nine? And I went to high school, you know, grew up here. So you still have that East Coast in you. A little vibe. But you got that, you know, Arizona. Absolutely. So um, how did you, what did you do after high school going into college? Were you thinking, I'm going to do the same thing everybody else is doing? Or will you have a different mindset straight on? No, man. I I actually used to set up, like, like I I always been into, like, shoes and clothes and, like, kind of was just my passion. Um, Really, hustling was my passion. Like, buying something. And selling it, trading it, you know, doing something with it. That just, I love that. I love the buy, sell, and trade. I love the flip of everything. So, like, 14, man, I used to get a parking swap space on 40th and go set up. They used to give you, like, one car space or two car space. They used to be $25. And I used to go to New York because I'm from the East, so I knew about the hustle, my older cousin and all that. And I would buy hella Chanel bags, Louis bags, Gucci bags, Rolex watches, all, all Breitling watches, all that. And I used to set up on 40th at the parking swap. Damn. So I had, like, my own little mini business real young. So, like, that was, like, a fun time. And that's how I kind of really learned business and learned, like, the buy and flip of a product. And that excited me beyond excited. So I kind of just, like, have taken that into, like, full-blown entrepreneur that I got 22 businesses and a lot of gray hairs. So, you know, supply and demand. I, I love gray it. Gray hairs where? I, <laughs> I don't I see be, no gray hairs. I might be dying. Be dying. <laughs> nah, but yeah, so like definitely that that's like the, the basis of that. And then at 16, I got a job at Foot Locker based on my passion of sneakers. Okay. And um, basically took me like five, six years to work up from a part-time employee to become a store manager. So then I got the store when I was like, 20 I, I became a store manager like when I was like 20 or 21 and I did that for like a year and I was like man I had a, I, I was working at I worked at every Foot Locker but I was working at Chandler Mall at the time and I used to like meet everybody all the athletes that come through all the new Cardinals players everybody like was just coming through you know so um I was getting all their numbers like oh, I'll get you shoes I'll get you this I'll get you that whatever you need I, I, I started building that whole thing and then 
when I got my store finally, I had was at Foot Action and Fiesta Mall, and I was like, man, I used to sell, I used to sell purses and different stuff to the leasing lady in the leasing office on, on my break. That's tough. And then uh, I was like, I want to open a store. Like it's my time. And then she was like, you can't sell this. Like this ain't this. You can't sell this. I was like, well, I'm gonna figure out what to sell. And I kind of just. Um, after having been a store manager for a year, I was like, I know the business. I got all these contacts. I feel like it's my time. So decided to get a little 900 square feet space. They leased it to me on accident. And, uh, <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, what do you mean? mean? They accident. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like, I probably didn't have no credentials or didn't have no, like, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm 21, like mm. don't really have no bread. I'm selling fake products originally. To like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm at the parking swap with this stuff. And then I had to transition to flip to like all all sneakers, all apparel, all awesome. these different clothing lines, stuff that we didn't know about. So what my job was at that point was like go to these, you know, clothing shows and try to find um, different brands to bring into Arizona and make them hot because they didn't exist out, you know, out here. So started finding stuff and made a whole vibe, you know, to give people different fashion and different flavors because it's kind of late here. Yeah. And like you said earlier. Um, you gotta earn your stripes. Like there's 100%. gotta be work laid, and so, you know, some of the guys we talked about. I think last episode, uh, Gary V talks about it. Like working under somebody, even for free, if you have to. You saying you love the hustle. You know, there's the hustle right there, man. You stayed at Foot Locker for how long? Five, like six years. Six, six years. Six, seven years. People don't stay and anywhere. For I want it. Yeah, and for it, real. And That's it, loyalty. And I used to clean the floor, and and I, I used to clean the floor there. I used to clean the restroom there, and then I used to. I used to be the highest sales book associate as an assistant manager for like I have plaques from them for like three years in a row. It's the Damn. highest sales book in Arizona for three years in a row because I like well I had I mean I had kids I had stuff that I had to take care of and I like I literally like I wouldn't leave that place. I worked fifty five hours plus a week. Mm-hmm. I just made sure that I got my money and never and and just learned and learned and soaked up everything that I could because that was my college. I didn't go to college, mm. so I basically learned that to learn business to develop my own and then I when I was as I was telling you I basically had the store or I basically went and got the store like 11 years now Damn. so like I took that I left Foot Locker right yeah and that was damn I'm, you guys gotta edit all that out right? no, 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 no but look cause I was trying to go back and tell you that like I literally had worked there for 6 years right got the store after working so hard to get to that store manager position which was hard to get right and then left it within a year and made my own store, and now eleven years later, we're here. Do you feel like um, the reason why I'm asking this question is because my brother used to work at Foot Locker, and so do you feel like your experience at Foot Locker, obviously, you you made the connections, the NFL players were coming in, and that was all building up to what you have now. But in the moment, going day to day for those six years, do you feel like, yo, I didn't want to be here? You know, I'm not being treated well. Or do you feel like because you were one of the top selling employees, uh, you got treated very well and they like fucked with you heavy pretty much? No, I mean, I have my respect for sure because I was good at what I did and I worked really hard every day. But it's corporate and corporate don't really love you. You know what I'm saying? Sure, You're just there. Hold on, say that one more time. Corporate don't, don't love they you. They don't yeah. fucking love you. You're replaceable. Really yeah. <laughs> Easily. And, and I mean, in every job and everything is you are replaceable until you add value. You have to add value and worth. You can't just come to a job, do the bare minimum, you know, the basics, like, and expect that you're going to be, you know, like, they're going to look at you and be like, oh, he's amazing. No, like, change the change the forecast on whatever it is. Find a new way to do something. Add value. So important. And I think... Nowadays, people go to their job and nobody goes there looking like, 
what could I do to make this place better? What could I do that adds value? What could I do that makes me have worth here? What could I do to get to that position or that next position that I want? Like, how do I skip and get, how do I become the CEO? Damn, ah. clip that, David. No, no <laughs> seriously. That's a clip. You, you want to know what's crazy, man? Like, we only eight minutes into this episode, and, like, just, like, judging off, well, I met you, like, at, at the at the dinner, right? So mm-hmm. I kind of, like, have an idea. I'm very observant when I meet people. Mm-hmm. But I can nice. tell, man, like, you you made a way from your, you made a way for yourself with what little that you have. And Appreciate I feel it. like a lot of people, like, when they see other people, when they hear other people's stories, or they judge based off what you might pull up in. I'm not going to say what you pull up in. We'll keep that, we'll keep that in, uh, we'll keep that in closed house. But that thing was nice, though. But my point is, like, like people, like, have to understand, like, bro, like, that shit don't come easy. Like, that shit, it don't come tomorrow. It might not come next year. It might not come two years later. But, like, it's going to happen as long as you stick with the process. And you were very consistent. Like that's well, what you're saying that I mean, one of my biggest inspirations and one of the things you got to do is you got to run the marathon. I'm a, bro, I'm seriously, I'm a diehard knit fan with it, and I mean that's just really what it is. It's a process and it's a marathon. You got to run and stay consistent, and you got to put the work in. But Don't I, come I, without the work. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna add something to both of y'all said because got? the the thought process that you had in your head, yours you said, yo, I'm gonna find a way to make it regardless of how I'm treated. In this day and age, what I'm seeing like. I think we've all been in positions where we've been kind of like employers, right? So it's hard to find employees now that have that same mindset that you had where, hey, what can I do to add value to this place and make this place better? Right. Because nowadays, you know, Gen, uh, what is it, Gen Z? Yeah. Gen Z, they just want to come in for a paycheck. Mm -hmm. They don't want to work hard, bro. They just want to get their money to be able to live, and that's pretty much it. It's like that got lost. In, in our generation that hard work that hard work exactly. yeah like Re- whether it's because you know you're working your ass off because you don't want to be in the same position mm-hmm. or whatever motivation that you can find in your head you got to dig deep and find that so that way you can get better and you keep growing no, and that's what i really respect about you because you. no matter how much that you've been getting treated you said you were wiping floors cleaning bathrooms whatever oh, I, I know damn it. well you fucking I hated that shit. back from last week bro I mean and, <laughs> and I, he's the CEO of Gessler you hear that uh, he don't, he don't fucking mind getting dirty don't, like, don't think that's, that that's real life I, I did that last week I, I mopped the floor I cleaned the toilet and I and I got back and that's to it. crazy you know, because like, some people are gonna walk in and they're like that's not part of my job description and it, and it ha- I have a group text where that has happened, and I've banged on everybody in the group text like, well, you'll never be where I'm at because you're not even willing to sacrifice and do that. So if you thought you were going to get past this, me, you're drunk. This is how I know me and you can get along. I've been I've been in a procedure where, like, um, um, my assistants, I look at it as who you have employed, you got to have each other's back. Because at the end of the day, y'all got to work on all four, uh, all four or six, eight cylinders, whatever, whatever you drive. <laughs> 12, 25. But, uh, <laughs> You guys got to work as a team. And for me, I look at it, hey, like my employees, they got a home to get to. Some of them got kids that they got to get to. So for me to help them pack up and close the shop, I'm not going to just dip and me make my bread. I'll pick up a vacuum and start cleaning shit. You know, that's not beneath me. And and it's that bit of humbleness that speaks volumes. Both to we've always heard about people that own businesses or CEOs and they're assholes. We, we know in corporate America, because even if you're you have your own business, the people working for you, you know, it's, it's a little different. Doesn't mean you don't work hard, but um, you can't be stagnant. And, and if they see you now, like you said, knock, knock. Hey, do you see me? You don't even have to say it. They see you walk out the bathroom. And it's like, damn, he just came in here and did that. Yeah. What about me? 
You know, what What do I have to do now? I have to go above and beyond what I do. So I think doing that shows, you know, humbleness. And with all the guests that we've brought on here, uh, one thing I like and, and actually I love is people aren't like, they're not too full of themselves. No right. matter what level of success, there's a bit of humble pie everyone has eaten and tasted because you know the work that you had to put in. Like when right. Richie was on here, we were going back and forth, growth, growth. Seriously. And you said you're a hustler by nature, like buying, flipping, and you can't knock the hustle. You and know? once you got it, it's it's like a skill that you 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 can't go to school for it for for twenty years. It's just it's something that you develop and then you you work at and you just know it. It's just like second nature. It's like playing a sport. Like you know, you go out there and train for that sport. It's the same type of training. You just train in a different way to get exactly. It. I don't think school will ever replace real world experience. No <laughs> matter no matter what you do, no matter Fuck how no. much you say in classroom, like bro. Even for me, I was in dental school, right? In the first three months I got out of dental school, dental school for me was four years. That was just grad school, not including undergrad, all that bullshit. Salute the first three months, the first three months, I learned more than four years. And that's probably in the business world. Like, obviously, uh, and we're going to get into the obstacles that you had to go into starting, you know, guest list and, you know, your sneaker store. I'm going to tell you a couple other businesses I got on the low, too. All right, all right. Oh, Here, say yeah, no yeah, more. Promote that shit. <laughs> but for me, I feel like... Um, I lost, wait, hold on. What were we talking about? I lost three months. Yeah, three school, months in the business. Yeah. So for you, uh, it's like as soon as you start up your store, obviously you don't know everything that you're doing. You're going to go through trial and error, and you're going to be like, hey, you know, fuck, I should have done this shit. And no one's going to be able to teach you that no matter what mentor you have or whatever. You just have to go through that shit, fail on your own, and then get back up. And school isn't going to teach you that. 100%. But let's get into the – Well, hold on. Before we do that, I want to go back real quick on that other thing. We're talking about, like, the new generation, too. I think one of the problems is now is social media is really the gift uh, and the curse. Amen. So it literally teaches you, like, that there's this whole other world that you could get to. But, like, it shows you, like, here – it doesn't show you here. Mm, you know what I'm saying? If I put the 11 years mm, or if I put the 15 years of work I have in this same business, it, you could never, you, you couldn't, it's completely different. You know? We touch on that a lot. I do. Because you and me kind of cut from that, that era where we've seen it before social media really mm -hmm. took off. For sure. We're not that old, y'all. Relax. 37, but, 50. <laughs> but seeing it. Yeah, 37 going on 50, you know? But seeing it pop up and now you're like, yo, this is everyone's highlight reel. Right. It really so imagine if somebody is like working a nine to five and they starting to hate it because they see someone on Instagram being an influencer, like, I gotta do that. Exactly. I gotta quit. No, you gotta work hard, develop something else, and then like have it streamlined. Yeah. And I salute all the people doing it the new way. It's dope, but I just feel a lot of people get lost in between because there's it's it's so beautiful over here, but no, the the real struggle and what you really got to do to get here, you just don't see it. And the, most of the new influencers that are doing it, they're just never showing you the backlog. Mm -hmm. And like I said, the backlog for me, 15 years, like if I show you all the struggles, trials, tribulate, everything that contributed to getting here, y'all, most 98% of people would have quit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That they would have quit for sure. I've been down hundreds of thousands of dollars i've been you know what i'm saying we looking at closing like all kind of different times happen you know many losses you know just in between the process even so it, people would quit <laughs> and with that new wave that you're talking about bro the thing is a lot of people don't understand a lot of these influencers 
they're faking it till they make it. Thousand percent. Well, even Drake came out and said that. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of them (laughs) crack the code. A lot of them, like what you said, they're just showing over here. They're not showing that maybe they got a one bedroom apartment with no furniture, no bed, no (laughs) nothing in it. They sleep, you know. It, and that's what's crazy. A lot of no one sees anything behind the scenes. All people just go on, they're scrolling, and they're like, "Damn, I want that! I damn, want that! I want yeah. that! How does he got that? Exactly. How does he got that?" And that's all you think down your feet instead of like, "Damn, like I gotta go to work." Yeah. That's <laughs> actually where it starts. Yeah. yeah. If you just show up and go to work, like you could get that, but it takes time. And then some people have a cheat code where they can skip the steps, and then some people work harder than others, mm-hmm. so they actually can achieve it faster. Or like you said, you get under the right person. And you can learn four years of college in six months because they already have the skills. If you got to sit in a like we talked about my man, Eddie, let's bring Eddie in the conversation. If you were sitting in a room every day full of millionaires with multiple different businesses and and people that like you would soak up game just because you're there. Oh, man, you said something. And you know something? The, the cool thing about that, like especially from your story, like it wasn't handed to you. So when you got there, you know how to maintain it. So a lot of people like they might. It might they might not have to go through the struggle to get to where they want to be when they get there. They fucking like they lose that shit within the blink of an eye because they're not appreciative of it. Yeah, and it's, I appreciate the dirt. That's yeah. why. And that's that's like that's it. You have to. But like you said, the humbleness and no matter how cool people say this, oh you're this, like none of that is dope. I love it. I I take it. But I mean, I I'll do. I'm just as I'm with you. I'm just like you. Any one of y'all. You know, we all do the same stuff. You know, we all do cool stuff. So. And you can't be bigger than nobody. Exactly. And you ain't bulletproof. Ooh. Say it again. Definitely ain't bulletproof. You ain't bulletproof. You still can get hit. Yeah. To touch on what you were saying, like, you know, some people are faking it till you make it. Uh there's certain parts to it that you can use to boost yourself up, you know, and and get it going. But the thing there's there's science um, and, and that shows when you're on Instagram and your phone is buzzing and you're getting these likes and you're getting people sharing your stuff and all that. It hits like like dopamine. For so sure. you get a little release. You get a little release. Not only is it addicting now, we're so overstimulated by all these hits of, uh, you know, dopamine. Now you're waking up billions of stimuli. You know, and it's also scientifically known your decision-making skills deteriorate vastly throughout a day. So most successful people, you wake up, like, I want to ask you this question. You wake up, do you choose, like, what shoes you're wearing? Or do you just, like, all right, these are by the door or whatever? Do you still wear the flashy, like, fresh stuff all the time? What's crazy is I got probably what, like, I don't, 2,000 pairs of sneakers. I can believe right? that. Yeah. And uh, hey, we got Mike you know what, Vivian here. <laughs> you know what I really wear huh. 90% of the week? $15 Nike slides. Because I be working. See? So, I mean, I, I, I go in between. I wear like the I wear those Yeezy-looking alien shoes, the foam runners, because mm-hmm. they're super comfortable. And I wear the, uh, the, the, the that. And, I, I mean, shoes, if they buy the door, I grab them. But, no... I get to go on a fashion stunt every couple nights for the the Suns games and stuff like that and, like, dope stuff like this. So, yeah, I do go pick out my fit and go put my stuff together. That's one of the parts of the process that I enjoy. What what did you wear uh, last night to to the Suns game? No, a little smooth little Louis jacket that I, you know what I'm saying, got right. when I was in, hey, I was in Austria. You know? <laughs> throw, throw a picture on here if we got one. <laughs> yeah. Right and then, uh, sure. yeah, some uh, some dope Air Force ones, the MCA blue off-white Virgil, RIP Virgil. So RIP. You know? RIP. So, and, so a you Warren, got the- and a Warren Lotus shirt, just to, you Ooh. know what I'm saying, because that's my guy. Okay. So, 
So you but got to see Devin Booker drop 51. 51. Went Boy crazy. Was, was playing with him. Yeah, Book's bro too. So yeah, but I, I've, been, I've been, since he came in the league, I've, I've had my first, I, I throw a big sneaker show called Heat is Soul. Um, it's a buy, sell, trade sneaker show. We throw in about 25 of them. Um, I used to rent out the Suns Arena and do it at the Suns Arena and stuff like that. So Book's rookie year, I had him like come out and do a signing for me at, the, cool. at the show. But yeah, like That's it's lit. like watching him do what he does. Cause like when he came in the league, he wasn't, it's like, you got to watch the whole process. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, sure. like, we've been talking about all these processes. Like, this dude is poetry now. Like, he's so Amen. good that it's it's crazy. Like, when and I get to see it pretty close because I'm very fortunate and I worked really hard to get there. But um, you got season tickets? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back. Floor seats. So, Woo! <laughs> so I, I get to see it real, real good. You know. Good. So, like I said, when you see it at that, you, this dude is that skilled and talented. It's like you could tell he really works on that craft. And, I mean, I know he does, but he really does. And you can really see it. And that's where hard work shows when you when you put it in. I'm going to take a second. Shout out D-Buck. We're going to tag you. Definitely. We would absolutely be ecstatic to have you on here, not just because of the buzz. Because, for real, like, basketball me go way back. And I'm a Suns fan. When he was drafted, to speak on what you were saying, he, was, he wasn't he was even a starter in college. He was known as a shooter, mm-hmm. a spot-up shooter. Yeah. And when he was doing it in the league, you know what the people were saying? Empty stats. The 70-point game, you know what people were saying? He lost. He didn't get no breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Doing that. Yeah. Even in the All-Star games, he's always like a sub-filler. Right. Yeah. Oh, empty stats. Well, that, but that's the, crazy. That, that, they, that's ridiculous and, that and the, dude deserved to be there in front of five oh, players each one of those years 100 percent. and the first time d book in his whole career got a chance to win they went to the finals yep so i don't want to hear the hate yeah no and, and then, like i said he just put the work in it, 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 even through all that stuff he blocked all the noise out and bro put the work in that's that's what he did and he's and he's he's filthy like kill you him. say you can see it and it's it is truly poetry emotion yeah. you watch a little jab step the mid-range stop. Even before, the, just the warm-up. He's got a whole system. Yeah. Like, it's it's insane. Yeah. And his his warm-up is different. He's got that little, uh, mm-hmm. that water, uh, mm-hmm. what is it called? It's like a, a balance beam. Uneven, yeah. Uneven, yeah. yeah. Shit, like, you don't see everyone else doing that. He has a whole workout before he even hit the floor. Like, hit yeah. the floor. Like, it's, it's And then unreal. he works out again. Just yeah. check the last whole week mm-hmm. of statistics. But to go 44-51, like... And then he about to go crazy on Friday. Like, yeah. He got Player of the Month, I think, or Western yeah. Conference yeah, Player of yeah. the Month. Yeah. Man, it makes you forget. His performance made you forget that DeAndre Ayton actually had 30 and 30. it was. Seven <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, 51, he sat in the whole fourth quarter. Be like, yeah. oh, the guy that we were, you know, kind of not wanting to pay. Yeah. Or we, as a, I don't know who that the was. The organization. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and all the hate he was getting. He don't dunk the ball all the time. He, man, had 30 and 17, too. Yeah. yeah. Beast. Yeah. He a beast, too. And then yeah. rewinding back to you, uh, Ryan, let's talk about some of the other businesses you got and the struggles that you've had to go through as an entrepreneur and business owner. So, I mean, we have, um, we have guest list, right? Which is the sneaker clothing store. Then we have guest list kids, which is a, the sneaker clothing store for kids and women. Oh, that's tough. So, and that's across the way from guest list. Then we have a print shop where we manufacture apparel. So I do a lot of manufacturing. We might apparel. have to tap in with you. Next on that door. Yeah. Next door. Oh, I so like that. one of, one of the cool projects that we do, like I do, I manufacture for the sons. So I do a lot of stuff that goes in their team shops, a lot of specialty stuff that they do for like players and different things. Yeah. So I've been doing. We that actually for some need them. We just we got a load of man. We got merch and yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's I'm trying to get that. So we do a lot. I mean, we do a lot of people's merch. You know, that's what I was saying earlier. You know, what I'm saying we do a lot of people's merch. So, like we were talking about Fifty Cent. Like when Fifty came in, Fifty came. I got him to come to the store, check it out. When we got over to the print shop, Fifth was like, "What? Like 
we need this. We, I mean, mm-hmm. we're doing it already, but like, we we need this. Like, you know. And then he oh, went yeah. he went back, and I got a call like a week later, and they're like, Fifty said we need you to to print this stuff. What do you, what do you feel like your place separated from any other print shop that he could have? I just think did. when you see the if you come to the store and I could tour you around and you see the overall package like when you walk into the store, you got this whole boutique clothing sneaker store with dope products that you can't find nowhere then you walk over to the print shop and then you see like sun stuff getting printed and and you know Kyler Murray stuff getting printed and all these other clothing lines getting printed and then you like and just the the way the operation looks is a little mini compound. Um, you're just like, wow, this speaks is, for itself. Yeah, it's dope. Mm. It's like a, the overall package. Yeah, you know we, what I'm saying? We gotta set that up, guys. Yeah, yeah seriously. So when he seen it, he was just like, you know what? He didn't. He didn't say to me at that point. I could just tell he was vibing and feeling it. And then you know, I went out with him a couple times, and then I just locked in with his people, and we we've been cool ever since, and been at you know a couple different cities with him, and and been able to like like just see his greatness because that's like that's our era. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's really <laughs> greatness to me. So um, to have, like, your idol, like, being right there, like, yeah. a person I really like, damn, I, I want to, I'm 50. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just amazing. The so when I got hustle. the call and they said, Fifth really said, like, we want you to do this stuff, it was, I mean, I, it was a blessing. And I was like, well, I'm going to work really hard on this project and just make sure, I mean, I, on not because it's Fifth, just because, I, I mean, when you get a great opportunity, you got to execute high level. You know what I'm saying? So I was, I was ecstatic. Talk about uh, some of the struggles. Now you kind of shouted out all the little things that you're doing. Oh, no, no, I got it. oh shit! Oh, hey, my bad, right? Hey, we, we, we got it. We got hey, a super, said we still got super a dope. More. Hold uh, up, yeah, yeah, super <laughs> dope film studio that I just opened out on uh, called One Take Studios with a couple of oh, guys. With oh, with okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay, that and Jacob Owens. So yeah, um, that's our. We got like 25 film sets. Um, you could shoot. A movie, you could shoot uh, a, a short film. Yeah. yeah, you could shoot. We have a whole podcast room. We got editing, all, ba- everything. We got equipment, lights, cameras. You go red, whatever, white site, green screen. I mean, whatever you can think. We have a vintage motel. We have a bank oh, vault. Man. We have a trap Damn. room. We have a full-blown recording studio for if you want a book to rap in, you know. Damn. I'm gonna drop some bars, man. Like, boy. I mean, I, I retired yeah. from rapping. Man. <laughs> he, 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 he could drop bars. He just doesn't want to do it on camera. <laughs> so, and then at, that that's one of a dope business that we just opened that not too long ago. And then also in the food court, I have a food space which is called uh, Soul Food Corner, which we have like all kind of good soul food, mac and cheese, cafe, like a food truck. Fucking love mac, mac and, and cheese, in, man. in Arizona Mills. All Bro, my business, you oh, basically all oh, AC Mills. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the office. When we go to work, we go to the office. We go to, there's four, five. You said it's called Soul Food? Yeah, it's called Soul Food Corner. Okay. Yeah. So now, yeah. I'm from the South. I'm from Memphis. So when I pull up, it better taste like Soul <laughs> Food. I'm going to tell you if it don't taste like Soul Food. Crazy, where you, wait, where you on from? Uh, where's Sadiq from? He from Virginia. He from Virginia. All right, we'll look at that. That's cool. Close enough. Close enough. No, actually, I lie. He from Philly. We cool, we cool then, we cool. Yeah. I ain't worried then, I ain't worried. Nice, it's solid. Greens, Hell candy yeah. yams, don't even dirty know about rice, mac, catfish, hot mm. chicken. Damn. So do you spend the majority of your time at AZ Mills then? Eating in the food court. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I ain't swole like my God, that's why. You know what I'm saying? Nah, but I, yeah, I do spend a lot of time at Arizona Mills. That was like the whole idea is like building... Buying the block, building, mm. you know, that, that is just being there and having all my stuff there so I could just go there and work. You know what I'm saying? And try to keep my distractions at a minimum and, like, really go in and be hands-on at all my stuff. Because I, I work every day. Like, they want to kick me out at the shop because I come every How day. How many hours like, do you feel like you put in a week? Man. You're around the clock. Like, you never stop thinking. Of, when you're an entrepreneur, you never stop thinking about what's next, what it is. So Especially like, having as many businesses as you. Yeah, even uh-huh. trying to sleep is just crazy. You're still thinking about it. But I probably work like a real solid, like, 
like 70 hours a week, Damn. I would say, you know? The thing is, too, I feel like a lot of people um, might not notice. For you, I feel like you going to the Suns games or whatever. Yeah, you earn that shit, but I feel like that's networking for you. You going to the club, whatever, you know, you said with 50 cents people, mm-hmm. that's networking. Yeah. Like, yeah, people might see it like you might have a little oh, it's fun a real here job. But yeah, it's, it's still, it's still like you're putting in that work, networking with these people, showing them a good time, so yeah. that way you can earn business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty dope. Uh, are we done with shouting out all of this? I got a couple clothing lines. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, we really do have there. two or three clothing lines that we do: authentics clothing, supply and demand clothing. Mm-hmm. Hell so yeah! That's funny when you said that earlier because yeah. that's really like one of my babies, you know, of, of my brand. So, and a little bit of everything in between. Yeah, there's there's a couple other, but that that's that's the main. That's Which the one's main. your favorite? Um, I love working on the print shop because I love creating and doing something dope like the 50 project, the sons projects, Mm -hmm. Kyler, like all those cool projects to like bring something to life and then see people wear it. And like, it's dope. But authentics is like a new, my, my clothing line that I really have a lot of passion behind right now. And I got a partner in that, uh, my guy, Chris, that is also the store manager at the shop. Um, we built that up more recently. It's like a year old, but it's a definitely like a good brand. We got in about a hundred, like a hundred stores across the states right now. Damn! So it's wholesaled mm. in like a hundred different boutiques across the states. So that's one of that it, between the print shop, manufacturing it, and then doing the wholesale side to get it out there. Like that project is really fun. You know what I'm saying? In a whole, but guess this is my baby and my passion. Like when I walk in there, like I smile every day because I'm just like, yeah, this this that's what I do. I love this. Uh, talk a little bit about, and we're going to get into, like, the, the life shit, but it seems like you got a lot of other shit before we've been tapping into <laughs> yeah. that shit. So we might as well. We might as well stay on this shit for a little bit longer. But, like, talk about the team, bro. Like, you, you have a team, obviously, right? Like, we have a team. Mm. You have a team. How does it come into play when you got the designs and who's doing what and how people, uh, how you able to maintain your team, making sure they don't get fucking egos and, you know, like, talk a little bit about that behind the scenes. Yeah, no, we, I mean, we got some really good team members and people that have been with me for a long time. Like, a couple of my close guys, like my guy Daryl that runs the print shop, like, he been with me. We went to high school together out here, and we built a business together. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's that. Chris, he been with me for, like, eight years, nine years, running the stores. You know what I'm saying? All my, my guy Caleb... You know, all we have a great team, and that's shout that's, out to Caleb behind like the scenes, man, flicking that thing up. That's why you never see him because he's always getting all the ill pictures and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I gotta kick the camera and be like, "Hold on, man, hold on, hold on, get that pick, get that pick in, bro." I think the camera, <laughs> no, I was fine. <laughs> but yeah, we have a super team, and 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 you know what? I think hopefully my humbleness like really keeps them kind of controlled with stuff too, because we've done so much dope stuff and like broken so many codes, and like I mean, we've had probably twenty five different pop-ups at the store with a-list people you know what i'm saying like over the last 11 years like everybody from like game originally chief keith dave east uh i mean kyler murray we emptied out the store and did a two-day pop-up with him we've had guy fieri you know like we've had everybody in there i mean like i've had I mean, 50, like, mm, I, mean, I had to get a back catalog where I just shoot all the pictures. You have like, money da, back da, 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 da. there? We have money back, yes, yo, sir. coming through. Yeah. Yeah. You Shout know what I mean? Yes, There's so many. I mean, Kirk Bank, all these people, like, I've done seen so many people over the time that we've actually pulled through. Is it's like, that was kind of one of the signatures we had for the store was, like, we wanted to make sure that we did, like, any celebrity, any artist that came through, we wanted them to stop by the store and show them, like, this is Arizona. You know, this is what we do. We're, we're cool. We're hip. We just like everybody else out in the other states. So, Give us some respect, you know. Putting put, putting AZ on the map, man. Man, seriously, people sleep on it. My my first time into guest list. Shout out Aussie, 
You better be watching the full yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, he brought me in because I had a little small collection. Nice. It's not 2,000 uh, shoes, but, <laughs> you know, I had a little collection. <laughs> <laughs> and, and things I never touched, you know. So I had 11s, you know, you get one to, to rock, one to stock. So I was doing it, and he, I'm like, man, I look, I don't wear these. COVID hit. They're sitting here, you know. And he's like, dude, come with me. Let, let's go. Yourself. So I off. And so you, ha- you guys essentially helped me. Cash out. I don't have to go post it on Craigslist or get robbed. Like yeah, people. we kind of made a middle ground for that. Yeah. to like a safe place to to sell <laughs> and flip. Hey, you got sorry, Robbie dog. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about. Yeah, that. we ain't gonna talk about that. But, but it's like, a learning yeah, experience, my dog. My, my point is, if people are holding some heat and you don't want to, you know, get busy with posting them here and there, go check Hold them up. out yeah. and and see what they say. And if they're all wrinkled and shit, don't bring them in there, bro. <laughs> Because Caleb will tell you, it's <laughs> not good, my boy. Get the fuck out. <laughs> He's back. Run it back. <laughs> oh, man. I guess um, it's now is, is it safe to tap into the life shit or we still got to Yeah, we're right. Yeah, nah. I'm, I'm just fucking with you, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I was fucking really, I really was fucking with Omar because I know you want to talk about this. The story went and it jumped around and now we're back. And that's what I love about it. It could go all over the place and then get right back to where we were. But, uh, it's like literally just chopping it up with the homies. That's how yeah, I feel. That's that's the bar we try to well, like put that's on. That's authentic. Yeah, that's what is part. That's what it's facts. About. So for me, um, I want to know the the struggle. I want people to see the struggles that you had to go through. Did you have any mentors along the way? What kind of bullshit did you have to go through? Or you know, there were days where you're like, I don't even know if I'm gonna put food on the table. You know. Type shit, uh, or like any. It doesn't have to be on that drastic, but yeah. shit that you had to just go through to even be uh see the level of success that you had. Give it to us. Yeah, it's crazy because I I kind of I feel like everybody get on the mic and tell you that one like, damn, I came from the Jacks and it was no food and uh, I don't like nothing. That's not it. I mean, I done. I mean, I've I've been through. You know, I went to did my stuff. Went to jail. I had some kids early. Like my son. You know, like I, I I've been through it. But I feel like. All that stuff is just character builders anyway. You need all that. Like, I wouldn't change any of that. I needed all that stuff. And then, like I said, by the time I got to the age 14 and I, you know, was doing my little buy, sell, and trade and flip, I feel like that I I made my money there. Like, that first $1,000 I made, I ain't never lost that 1000 Because a real hustler don't never lose. You never mess that re-up up, ever. It doesn't lose. So I don't want to, I don't really have, like, there was no money struggles like that. Like, once the money got on, there was, it was no, like, oh, food on the table. Like, nah, we were good, you know? But through business, there was many times where we were negative in the account. We made a bad buy. We made a bad decision. I threw a concert and lost 20 bands. You know, like, there was definitely those. Are you allowed to say what concert that was? Uh, we had a, no, we had Kid Ink YG was okay. uh, the concert, Futuristic as the, uh, as one of the headliners, yeah. yeah, or one of the headline openers, yeah. And it was a, but it was like YG had just threw the chair off stage at Celebrity like eight months before that or whatever. He threw a chair off. You know what I'm saying? So it was like risky to bring him back. And he mm. was just like on the bubble. He wasn't YG who you know today. He was, you know, he was Arizona YG. He used to come tear a club up and hang out and vibe. And, you know, um, he was cool. Like, you know, but they didn't, you know, he was like, I think I paid him like 12 bands. Or yeah. like 12 bands were like, you probably book YG right now. It's probably <coughs> 80 bands, maybe more, you know? So, but and and kidding, but it was like a weird demo that we put together, and it and it 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 did it did like nine hundred people. It just the money was too tall on all the other stuff, so it ended up losing. You know, it but didn't it was, match. 
Yeah, and, and it was like trying to bring hood with Kiddings fans, and it was like just we were trying to do both sides, and it just didn't work. You know what I'm saying? But it, I mean, we still brought the city out, and it was a vibe, and it, you know. But so apart from lost. having that, like, you know, a successful event in terms of people having fun, where do you feel like that money got overspent? Was it on like security? Was it on uh, over budgeting? On I don't know. It was an extra travel word. cost. There was an extra travel cost that came up on Kidding. And um, it was like four bands, and then there was like uh, it was just ticket sales. Ticket sales are always a little bit slow, so you know we were we were pubbing pubbing ticket sales out of like the stores. And because I once at one point I had like six stores running in Arizona. Yeah. It was like we had Arrowhead, Desert Sky, Fiesta, Chandler, Superstition. Like we had stores, so like we used to use those as like an outlet to sell, you know, tickets and whatever through. So it was just a little bit slow, and I think the demographic of people just didn't mesh well. So I think that's why mm-hmm. it ended up ultimately not doing as great you know but i see like even that 900 tickets sold for that was still like That's a good. solid amount of people out. Like, yeah, we, no, like we packed it out and it was a vibe it just you know money-wise it didn't add up like i said it i think it was the, i think me. it was the travel and we probably needed like to make real money we probably needed 1500 tickets mm-hmm. so it about 2k definitely uh even yeah out. you would you would have made some money for sure That's tough. uh would you say that was probably like the worst, uh, not the worst, I don't want to say the worst, but like the business decision that taught you the most? It did teach me a lot. I mean, it got me scared of concerts. I never yeah, want to do a concert like, again. You know what I'm saying? But uh, um, no, I mean, there's there's been some other ones too. You know, I I, I had like a sock company and then we, we built a sock company that we were getting in like wholesale in a bunch of stores and like we had a couple partners and that thing, like that that hurt a little bit. I learned a couple big lessons there. Um the stores we we grew so fast at one point like because we opened three stores in like two years so that was a little quick uh you know what i'm saying i think it was just a little fast and we ended up going down on some money on that point i think there was one point when i was staring around i'm like we got all the dope product we got good people selling it it like the doors are open and like people aren't buying like what's what's happening and we ran we ran down to like i remember being in debt like 200 and something thousand and i'm like Damn, like, how do we, you know, how do we, you know, I mean, it was painful. And that ran for, like, a whole year, maybe even a little bit longer, like a year, year and a half, where I was just, like, we were trying to figure it out. And I had, basically, like, my older brother, Mitch, I started the store with him. Me and him ended up splitting up. He used to go do some real estate stuff and and do some stuff after that. But he was, like, basically my mentor. We, I mean, we grew the store originally together the first, like, five years. So we was killing together. And then, like, that turning point where we were really down, stuff got, it got tough. And that's where, like, we built champ- like I built being a champion out of that because I had to come out of a two hundred and some thousand dollar. Yeah, how do you even recover from something like that? Yeah, I mean exactly, just staying down, just staying down, working hard, and like every day trying to figure it out, and just just keep putting the puzzle pieces together till you ain't got no choice. You either can leave it and go home, or you can you know what I'm saying suck it up and and get through it. And that's what happened. Just you know kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and then finally just started turning and turning and turning and we were just hitting a couple right product buys hitting a you know getting our marketing a little bit better and you know that all that stuff helped so it got me out of it so with hip-hop and in the shoe game and the culture being so intertwined um do you ever think that the shoe game is gonna have like a sharp decline or like you said you had all the stuff the product why were people not buying do you think there's like Obviously, naturally, there's ebbs and flows, like ups and downs. Uh, I I think it's already, like, it's kind of in that state right now a little bit because 
a bunch of like entrepreneurs and a bunch of people came into this game like in oh I can sell resale sneakers I'm a I'm a reseller like I got shoes like hey hey and it was like it became cool instead of really being business mm-hmm. so like it, it's messing up the market a little bit so that market like oh like everybody hey he has some you have some he has some Man, that shit got saturated so quick so like I remember me and Aussie we tried to start. Flipping shit. He actually started doing it, but I actually started buying the bots and like yeah. trying to rent them out or whatever, whatever the best ones were. And even because it got so saturated, bots I felt like helped you back then if you were one of the first people to For start sure. doing it. Like now, everybody's got that shit. So now you yeah. just it's bots competing against bots on who's going to make it through. So that yeah, kind of what you're saying, like a sharp little you know decline in it. But it, I mean. everything has its waves you know what i'm saying so like the shoes are always gonna be cool like shoes have paid my bills since i've been 16 you know so salute to sneakers appreciate you thank you (laughs) so like i don't ever think it'll really like not be something that's around but i think the way like the way people get them the way you know like even nike just put out some nike and adidas just put out something that like for summer they're going like 30 40 percent less production for sneakers oh so with saying that, I mean, all these marketing tactics and everything that, I mean, it could be a tactic. It could be real. I mean, everybody is starting to slow down on, you know, different stuff. So mm-hmm. it could be a problem, you know, where older stuff will be more valued or like, you know, what you have is like what you have and there's no more, you know, slow up a little bit. But it's definitely there's too much available and it's got to be cut back a little bit somewhere because everybody's not supposed to have it mm-hmm. like Louis, like Gucci, like, you know, what I'm saying that's that's what it is. It's like. Small buy, Cer- certain people can have it, certain, and that's, you know what I'm saying? And anybody can get it. It's just you got to be one of the few to have, and that's what makes it cool, and that's what makes it hot, why you want it, mm. because, you know, that has value. Because everybody can't have it. Absolutely. Sure. What would you say, uh, someone that's starting a business or trying to get into the fashion industry, apparel, sneakers, what would be, like, the one piece of advice that you would give them? Just get ready to run that marathon because it's there's there's no cheat codes to it really anymore. Like there's it's you really have to like you have to either be something that people buy into like a lot of like Virgil. Like he's you you like off white because Virgil like made it cool. His whole his whole thing, his style, his swagger, his everything to it. Like you bought him because of that. And then he designed a dope product. With already a dope product, mm. and it make you know Nike yeah. and Jordan's he already had a dope like product. a creative vision, very so, very innovative. So putting his flip on it and being what he is, and like you know laying the foundation and being Kanye's boy, and like all the all the whole story to him makes it hot. You know that's why we like it. You know, so I think the cool thing about it, man, you teach something that like you know you can't really learn in school. You know, like as far as like being a business minded, uh, a hustler mentality. Uh, kind of like having that killer drive, like that ambition. Um, what do you think um, for most kids that are, you know, going through school, trying to find a way, trying to figure this shit out, uh, what would be the best solution you would give them? Because even with your story, man, I'm sure you had a lot of pushback on, you know, getting to where you are. You probably had people in your ear like, ah, you want to sell sneakers or clothes. Like what would you tell, you know, a young brother that's trying to figure that shit out that might want to go your route? Just do <clears throat> it. You know what I'm saying? Just Nike, just do it because Everybody going to tell you no. Everybody going to be scared. Like, the way you go through it is going to be different to everybody else's. Mm-hmm. But if you really have passion behind something, you got to go attack it and For like sure. really do it. And you're you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. You're going to fail. You're going to get bruised up across the way. But if you can run the marathon and stay consistent, you can you can make whatever you want. You can change the forecast however. And, and you should. Yeah. But, again, like I said in the beginning, like, you have to go into the room and think, how can I make this better? 
You know, mm-hmm. what can I do that's innovative? What can I do that's more creative? You know, am I just going to get a store and put the same Nike shoes that everybody else has or the same Jordan mm-hmm. shoes that everybody else has? No, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and Y equals MX plus B. You got to be and different. And then you're going to have, you know, you then you'll have something. But each, you have to dig deep and find that. You know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurs. There's no blueprint mm-hmm. for hard work. You just want, you, you got to And they always say, they're, they're like, there's a blueprint. No, there's not no fucking blueprint for being an entrepreneur. Obviously. St- stuff is crazy. Every day a new problem comes at you and a mm-hmm. new, uh, you have to be a problem solver. Like, you have to be the best problem solver. What did Drake say? Bring on just, the problem. Yeah, bring on the problem. That's more a money, shit. more problems. More money, more problems. Um, did you have any mentors along the way that kind of took you under the wing or not? Not really. Yeah, I have. A, there's a, there's definitely a couple people for sure that you know I, I look up to for game. You know what I'm saying? And and definitely value their advice. You know, um, but I feel like I had like a lot of great people around me, and I just took a little bit out of each pot and put it in my own pot to make my own gumbo. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what like I don't want to say that any one person influenced me heavy. I just a lot of people. You know, a lot of close people that I have around me influence me for their good and their bad. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I took a little bit of all of them and tried to, like, mix them and just, like, create my own greatness. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, I know you also mentioned a lot of these businesses that you have opened up that, you know, it's kind of like Adam Sandler. He always put his boys on. So I feel like you're partnering mm-hmm. up a lot with, like, close friends that you've known for 10, sure. 12, 15 years. Um were you ever scared of going to business with close homies like that and in fear of like the relationship failing because of, you know, some something were to happen business wise or not really? No. Yeah. I mean, partners is, is a super struggle. Are you in a relationship? Like uh, I'm married. Yeah. OK, so it's it's a struggle. Yeah. It's it, like it's an everyday battle. So, yeah, it's tough. Like, I mean, when you go into partners, you, you're going to grow at a certain point. Like, no matter how good things are at one point, there's going to be a point when you grow and y'all kind of grow this way sometimes. Some some people can run it forever. Some people can grow. But most situations that I've heard in, with business partners, it usually ends up pretty ugly, you know, because somebody sees a vision one way and that vision's not the same. And then it's a struggle in between. And it's just like being married or, you know what I'm saying, yeah. in a relationship. It's hard to please. You could please yourself very easily. It's hard to please too and, you know, make sure everything lines up and everything's on yeah that's a, i mean the relationship part and the analogy uh, that's a, that's a great analogy because it's it's work it's really work. just like a relationship i'm yeah. sure you can speak to that entrepreneurship mm-hmm. every day every day and it and people i mean again situational stuff happens like if you if you get up in the morning you have a bad day like with your girl or whatever, you come to work and you have a bad vibe. You know what I'm saying? Or like, and that could that that could ruin it. You know what I'm saying? Just your own your own. My advice Damn. to people: uh, Are you the type of person that carries negativity into your work, no matter what you got going on, or not really? I think I have so much going on that like I'm so like an emotional creature every day all day. <laughs> that, like, I, That's one thing I try and like. Maybe sometimes I move my show. I don't know. We might have to ask some people. But I, I personally think I really try and leave any bullshit that's going outside of work to leave it out. Because it's not fair to whatever person that's coming into your store or a patient coming into my room or whatever it is. And then you have some type of mood. And who knows? That could be their first experience stepping in. Right. And they're like, man, I don't fucking like that guy who's kind of acting cocky mm. or whatever or yeah. pissy with me or had an attitude when it might have not even had to have been related mm. to them. So that's one thing I definitely preach to any employer, any entrepreneur, 
is if you have some personal shit going on at home, don't bring leave that shit to door. work. Yeah. Leave it out. As soon I don't as even. I don't even think I was meaning like that. I think I was really meaning like. Like, all these things going on, all these businesses going on, like, at a certain point during the day, it's like, you're flustered and frustrated. Mm -hmm. And if you got partners and you're trying to, you know, get on the page with them to make them happy, and, like, it's yeah. it's just all over the board. So, at a certain point in the day, you're like, bro, just don't talk to me. If, yeah. if you don't have nothing positive to say or you're not changing the forecast or you're not adding any worth to what's going on right now and all this chaos, please <clears throat> bro. get out of my way. I, that's why, like, every time I wake up, bro, like, I have my devotions, man, I always pray, like, anyone that's... Down degrading or hindering me from reaching to where I want to go, like just X them out. Like I don't even want to fucking be around you. And I think that's that's key. Like you know what you said, and I also I'm curious to know, like, are, are you married? I'm married. Okay, so now through this whole process stage, how was that with the bumps and bruises, trying to maintain that relationship? She been rocking with me since forever. I've been married for like I think it's like seventeen years. Damn, damn, hell yeah! I'm a real, sa I'm a real savvy yeah, veteran in this game. Fuck so, with that, man. You know, so that's big time. You say you had yeah. two kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. So it's like well, I've been doing that, you know. So she been with me at my worst times, and she been able to be with me at my best times. So mm -hmm. like, and, that's and, a real and she's a real rock for me. So mm -hmm. that, that's you know and we're good. She held it down, and now yeah, she getting her best times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she pisses me off on a daily basis. <laughs> She's the worst business partner I have. Man. David, edit that part out. David, David take that out. We're going to say hey, all the good stuff. That hey, we have no partake in that yeah. clip. Because she'll come shoot up the place. Uh, <laughs> fact. Hey, edit that part hey, out. Hey, fact. fact. Hey, uh, can, can, you, can you unsend messages on Instagram in case you check your DMs and find what oh, yeah. I'm saying? But, but yeah, uh, actually, to add to what you were saying about like not bringing stuff in, uh, and in the bridge, what you were saying, not necessarily that you're just being mean, but it's like, hey, I have so much stuff going on in my head. If we're not talking, if it's not positive and we're not making business, just real quick, just hold, yeah, up, on that. Yeah. hold up. Like, you know, uh, I'm having a bad day. Don't make me take it out on you. Mm -hmm. Don't you know, make me take it out on yeah. you. Seriously. <laughs> so like. And balance. Yeah. That's the key ingredient. But where do you buy that? Or where do you get that? Like, you can't go to aisle seven and buy balance. <laughs> Facts. But if you could, we, I mean, yeah, we could buy yeah, balance yeah. and sell it. It'd be out like We're toilet paper. <laughs> COVID-19 all over again with that shit. Th that's why when something bad happens, you, you feel a disturbance in the force. You know? That was deep. It's, uh, Martin, Martin's laughing. <laughs> me, me and Martin. <laughs> but yeah, balance. Balance, balance is 100% it. Balance and boundaries. Mm, boundaries is another great Cause, one. Because if I'm having a great day and you cross a boundary, I might want to talk to you about it. And if I'm having a shitty day, I'll still be a nice person. But you cross a boundary, it's a problem. A little different. Bring on a problem. It goes back to having respect at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I feel like we answered questions and as we... Like the question came out, we answered it a quarter of the way, and then we like left the question, and then we come back to it. Man, and then we kind of like, I forgot to answer like four questions. No, it's all, as long as we vibing right now, so that's it's, all that matters. The, the better the conversation, like we don't we don't fucking write questions down. We freestyle, unscripted. Okay, we just like keep how you said, yeah. it's authentic. It's authentic. Yeah. Cam Martin, keep the cameras rolling. David, <laughs> whatever, keep that shit rolling. Except the the wifey part, but yeah. So I need to make sure my boy Ryan make yeah, it home safe tonight. Facts, facts, man. Come back for episode two. <laughs> no, we might need a part two, exactly. man, because there's a lot of shit that we 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 won't touch on tonight. But I I know there's way more to your story, bro, for sure. Yeah, and I, I wish I could explain a little bit better, but it's been a fun ride, and 
And it, it's it's a lot of work, and I wouldn't trade it. I love it. I love waking up every day, like I said, pulling up to the shop and going into all those businesses and helping to create for all these people because I got probably like 40 people on staff, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like all those people have jobs and, and mm-hmm. lives, and I've changed a lot of the lives for some of those people. I've made some business partners. I've made, you know, a lot of people great, and I've helped a lot of people in the city over the last right. And years. that's the thing for you as a CEO, you're a man of many hats. Mm-hmm. You have to, uh, especially having that many people under you, you have to be a therapist. You got to, if someone's coming, one of your employees, you got 40 people just at one store, you know, there's going to be issues. They come talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to work something out. You're going to have to be that problem solver. You're going to have to be that uh, negotiator. You're going to have, you basically have to do it all. And a I balancer. think that's a, a balancer. Yeah, <laughs> on aisle seven. <laughs> on aisle seven. And let us know but, if that shit at Walgreens. Because <laughs> I'm there to buy a high, high price, too. I got some money to bring. <laughs> oh, you got to ask that he, question, he too. He's going to buy balance and come sell it at the <laughs> store, so, and I'm going to be so reselling bro, balance. Seriously, like, bro. Fuck yeah. What's the, uh, the guest question we always do. That's you, bro. Oh, that's me. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, are we wrapping up now? Yeah, we. Yeah. Okay, bet. All right, so you know this this podcast obviously obviously something, man. We want to make it. We want to make this shit, man, the biggest podcast in Arizona and, and branch out. And we like bringing on people, you know, with a great story like yourself, and you know, be able to influence others who have like um, trying to figure out life themselves, man. You know, life is hard, and we we fucking totally understand that shit. But who you think would be a good fit for this podcast? So the question is, Jeez. who can guest list add to our Ooh, guest list? I like oh. he threw the lie. Yeah, I like that. Hey. That's my he dog to, too. To right now, huh? That's my dog. That's my dog. Um, man, I, like a couple good ones. I mean, I mean, Futuristic is a good one. Mm. Jacob Owens is a good one. Um, who who you I, think we could really I get mean, though? I could talk to Futuristic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's. Shout, I mean, out, shout out Futuristic too, bro. He been yeah, on his grind too. I see him with yeah. the indie amplifier. There's a there's a lot of good people in the city. I mean, Oswin Benjamin, that's my dog. Like mm-hmm. he's a, he's he's killing, you know. Um there's a lot of people, man. We're gonna have to talk about that on a yeah, low because motherfuckers gonna hate me if I don't be telling them their names. Yeah, I mean before y'all get sensitive, he just <laughs> hey yeah. he got that, that a, love for yeah, all y'all. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> but there's a lot of dope people in the city doing mm-hmm. great things. A lot of clothing line people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, you know, camera people, videographer people, like there's people making my man Chicago's Chicken Shack, uh, he's dope. Like he has a, a spot. On a university and um, like the one on one. Okay, it's fire, fire foods. Like, fuck with Lolo's. Lolo's, that's we, uh, Larry the the legend. I mean, he's that's. I ain't saying nothing, but stay tuned. That's a dope one. <laughs> yeah. That boy, that boy, greatness. You know, so, he knows what he's doing. You, you gonna holler at Devin Book for us? I mean, book books like Untouchable. I know. Like it's yeah. not that. It's just, it's just book yeah. is focused on one thing. Yeah. Like I talk like yeah. book ain't doing nothing but focused on basketball. He really don't like he. Book will turn down a crazy deal. It's just not. He doesn't. Like, basketball is his passion, and he's got a, a, a goal in mind, and it's getting them rings and getting his respect. And other than that, I don't think he he, he can't sidetrack on that. He you got know? it from this podcast, that's for sure. He said it. I'm a Laker fan. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. I'm a Laker fan. Hey. No, but he's, he's really big dog. Like, I mean, you know, he that'd be great, and it's I, like I said, we gotta a, like we're going after that. So yeah, you you said it already. You asked yeah. him like that's what it is. You can't you can't not try for it. It's yeah, just, he's just it's just we tough. just want to recognize talent in yeah, Arizona, man, bro. That's, that's really it. But Ryan, man, 
I know Appreciate you work a hell of a lot of hours per week. So you know, taking that small amount of time to just to share with us, I really appreciate it, bro. I appreciate y'all, man. We definitely we got we got to tap in at that print shop because I'm serious about the merch. Hell yeah, yeah, y'all should pull up. Definitely, you been, but like y'all should pull up and like really take a little tour, check it out. Hell yeah, I'm down. Stuff going on up there. It's a bit. Yeah, much love, y'all. Peace out. See y'all. Visit guest list.